I don't remember exactly where I read this, but um, I think it was St. Aloysius was asked, um, if you were playing billiards and somehow you received some knowledge, some prophecy that you were going to die that very night, what would you do? And his famous answer was, I would continue playing billiards. Um, I think Mother Teresa quoted that as the kind of example of what it means to have the peace of knowing you are doing God's will. No matter what you're doing, it could be something so mundane or just recreational as playing ping pong. But if you were playing ping pong and somebody came in and said, I just received a message that uh, you're going to die in an hour, would you just keep playing ping pong? You know, or might you think, I should probably call my mom and tell her I love her. <laughs> but doesn't that just mean that I haven't called her enough to tell her that I love her? That I'm worried that she might not know it? Or you might say, I need to fall down on my knees and beg God for forgiveness and pray. Maybe that's a sign that I haven't prayed enough, that I feel that in the moment when the time is limited, it's like, I shouldn't waste my time doing this, I should do that instead. There's something clarifying, I think, about realizing that your time is limited. That's what Jonah's preaching to Nineveh basically was this. You have 40 days left, and God's going to destroy your city and you. So what are you going to do with those 40 days? And they all turned from their sinful ways and proclaimed a fast and begged God to forgive them, which he did, of course. God is merciful, and even the Ninevites, which is the capital of Assyria, Israel's enemies, it shows that God has mercy on all. Um, but still, that, that, that idea that all of us, we know that our time is limited. It might be another 60 years or 40 years or, or whatever, but um, just because it's a long time doesn't mean it's infinite time. And so the, the Catholic practice of like Lent, which is coming up, is to remember that we are dust and to dust we shall return. Remember that we will die, not in a way to be morbid, or despair, but to inspire us to take action now. Um, this uh, the gospel today, when Jesus is saying basically the very same thing that Jonah said, the, the kingdom of God is at hand. The time of fulfillment is now. Repent and believe in the gospel. And then he goes out and he calls his first apostles. And what do they do? They leave behind everything. Their nets, their boats, their hired men and their fathers, and they, they go and follow Jesus. And that's a good trade. Right? Because, like St. Paul says in the second reading, they're living as if this world is passing away. They're, they're having things, but not as if they own them. They're, they're using things, but not as if they, are, they belong to them forever. They, they're living in this world, but they're not of this world. They, they have staked their, their lives on something eternal. And so they realize in this moment of inspiration and grace that I would give everything for this pearl of great price because a relationship with Jesus to give my life totally to him is something that will never perish. It's something that I w- will reward me with joy beyond this world for eternity. Um, so I think sometimes we have to be uh, impressed upon by this reality that our, that our time is limited. Um, that we, that we will die at some point, and that the, the, the need for conversion always is, is very urgent. It's now. Um, but we, we can't forget God's mercy. I remember one time uh, visiting somebody on their deathbed. This was before I was even a priest. I was in the seminary. And I was visiting the hospital, and this guy, um, we talked for a long time. 
And it came out that he regretted never having become, become a priest, that he felt that when he was a young man that God was calling him, but he always resisted this call and uh, decided to go another way in life. And here he was uh, in his old age, dying, and he felt that he had wasted his life, that in some ways like he missed his one chance at doing what God wanted him to do, and that his life was basically a failure, and he hoped that maybe he could get into to heaven by the back door, but he'd certainly not become the saint that God wanted him to be. And I did think of, I think it's Leon Blois said, the one tragedy in life is not to become a saint, that that reality too should impress on our hearts the urgency of conversion. But at the same time, basically all, all I said to him, I don't know if it landed, was like, you're not so big and special that you can ruin God's plan, even for your own life that God's providence is mysterious and it governs absolutely everything. And Jonah is actually a perfect example because he did exactly the opposite of what God wanted him to do. God said, go to Nineveh and preach to the, to the Ninevites. I want to have mercy on them. And what he does is he goes in the opposite direction, fleeing from God's will, fleeing from his prophetic mission. And God does all of these dramatic things, like a storm at sea to shipwreck him, he gets thrown by his crewmates into the sea. He's swallowed up by a gigantic fish, and the fish barfs him out on the shore of the sea right by Nineveh. And he's got, like, no choice. Um, that the, the lesson there, I think, is that even, and sometimes especially when we resist God's will, he uses that, even our own sin, even our own willfulness, to guide us mysteriously to where we're supposed to be. And that's the billiards again. Father Walter Chiswick was in uh, communist Russia for years. He was in solitary confinement, tortured by the secret police, and then sent to a gulag um, prison camp for years. And he was broken down, and he, he finally had this realization that he cannot do God's will by his own strength. He cannot discern God's will by his own, by his own wisdom. In fact, God's will is not some big fancy mission out there in the future, someplace that he's not right now, that he needs to get to, Rather, God's will is the concrete circumstances in which I find myself. And God gives me this choice to assent to those circumstances, to assent to his plan for my life and say, yes, Lord, I accept it as a gift and I offer myself in your service, or to reject it and to just say, like, meh, something else. I, w- I want reality be- to be different. Um, to enter into the life right now that I am, whether that man on his deathbed or I'm in my early 20s or late teens, and deciding what I'm going to do with my life. It's never too soon, and it's never too late to hear these words, that the kingdom of God is at hand, the time of fulfillment is now, that in every circumstance, in every moment, I am exactly where God wants me to be. And the thing is to now listen to his voice, to listen to his will, to respond to that call as the apostles did, lay down our nets, and follow him with our whole lives.